Intel has all of the GPUs you could ever need. Steam decides that they want to make things better for the consumer, and Nvidia, even though they just lost out on a $40 billion acquisition, they're not going to change a dang thing. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news that I could find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And we're going to start talking off by the fact that Intel, whoo, they announced a whole lot at their Intel convention where they talked to all of their investors saying, look at what we got coming down the pipeline and some big news with regards to their GPUs, specifically big numbers with regards to their GPUs. No, I'm not talking about benchmarks. Intel confirming that they are planning to ship 4 million graphics cards to gamers in 2022, which is a large number, I believe. It's higher than I can typically count, so I'd like to see this. But there's also some more confirmation from Intel that actually makes things a little bit better in my mind. So they said that they're going to have over 50 designs from OEMs and AICs, which is add-in card partners that are actually going to make the cards for them. This is something that we've been wanting to find out from Intel ever since they announced that they were going to come out with discrete GPUs. So that means companies like MSI, like Gigabyte, potentially Asus are going to make actual GPUs for Intel and not just us having the ones that come straight from Intel's product stack. Hopefully that's what it means. We don't have the specific details on which companies are going to make Intel's GPUs, but we do know that there are companies besides Intel that should be adding into the GPUs. GPU pile, which hopefully can mean for better cooling, better variety, and not just having that standard matte black or silver setup that we've been seeing from all the other Intel GPUs. Intel also confirming that for 2024, they're planning on launching their ultra enthusiast GPUs for Arc Celestial, which is going to happen again in 2024, which is going to be their top Mac Daddy GPUs, which are going to be based on the tile GPU setup that they have. So we have Alchemist coming out, Battle Mage in 2023-2024, and then Celestial Celestial Ultra Enthusiast coming in 2024 onwards. So it does look like Intel has some big plans for the GPU departments. I'm rather excited that they're actually confirming the fact that they will have AICs who are going to be partnering with them. It gets me definitely more amped for the launch of Intel GPUs, which we talked about in yesterday's episode of Hot News, that they might actually be a little bit more delayed from Q1 than we were expecting. But that's not happening on the CPU side, at least according to the latest rumors. It turns out that Raptor Lake, which Intel Intel demoed at their investor conference might actually be coming a quarter earlier than previously anticipated. We were previously expecting Raptor Lake to come out in Q4 of this year, but it does look like they might be shifting that forward to come out in Q3 with the laptops that have Raptor Lake to come out sometime in Q4. This might be to get the jump on AMD and what they have next. Currently, Alder Lake is Intel's flagship setup and it outperforms AMD in several aspects and AMD doesn't really look to be launching anything anytime soon. Obviously, we had the 3D V-Cache announcement of the 5800X3D. There's still no details on that. Like AMD hasn't really come out with when we're getting that chip. So it does look like if Intel is going to come out with Raptor, like they might have a good toehold for consumers to continue to purchase their chips, especially if AMD doesn't follow up with anything significant like Zen 4 soon after. But while you might be excited to get Intel's latest CPUs and GPUs, you probably shouldn't be too excited to get in a laptop. Shanker announcing that there might be some significant supply chain delays when it comes to laptops because of Omicron shutdowns that are happening over in China. This is feeling like 2020 all over again. I think it was like mid to late February of 2020. We were talking about how there were shutdowns that were happening in the what's the original? Where did where did the coronavirus come from? China? No, where? 
This feels like 2020 all over again back in February of that year when we were hearing that Wuhan was shutting down and factories were gonna be shutting down and making it so that we were expecting that PC parts were going to increase in price. That might actually be happening again with the Omicron variant that's happening in China. But you know what doesn't at all affect PC prices in the slightest, not even a little bit cryptocurrency prices. Okay, let's get into the crypto stocks. Bitcoin down just a scoogee. Uh, 0.05% to be at 38,344. Ethereum down, uh, no, excuse me, Ethereum up a scoogee to 26,58, increasing 1% on the day, and Dogecoin down 1.5% to be at 13.5 cents. But while we're talking about artificial currencies that aren't real, you know what's not real? Art made by artificial intelligence, at least when it comes to copyright. The US Copyright Office saying that uh, artwork made by AI just isn't real, it's not good enough, it doesn't have human authorship, so we're not gonna actually give it a copyright. This is happening after yet another copyrighted attempt at getting AI work pushed through happened, was denied by the USCO with them saying that copyright law only exists for the fruits of intellectual labor that are founded in the creative powers of the human mind. Therefore, copyrighted work must be created by a human being and that it won't register works produced by a machine or mere mechanical process. So the fact that no humans are involved means that it can't be copywritten, especially since you probably have a whole bunch of AIs make the same freaking thing over and over again because there's an infinity possibility of them calculating all the things, but them also saying that there has been precedent in other courts for all of this, especially when it does come to copyright, such as that monkey who took a picture of himself. He doesn't own the copyright to that. So that's kind of the general gist. If you ain't human, you get no rights. That's not, that didn't, nope. Copyrights, okay? That's all, that's all that statement extends to. And I wish Microsoft would stop extending into me because they're talking about Windows 11 Pro, how you're gonna have to require a Microsoft account for that. That's something that's been in a requirement for Windows 11 Home where you actually have to log into their stuff. The bastion from that has been getting the Pro license and turns out, nope, Microsoft's gonna force you to log into everything just like Apple does when you get a new device. You have to log in to your cloud, uh, Apple iCloud thing, what the heck it's called, doesn't matter. Anyways, Microsoft now pulling that off so that you have to be registered with Big Brother in order to use their operating systems. Are you ever gonna be free? No, Linux, that's, we really shouldn't go to Linux. Linux. Oh man, I'm having some flashbacks. RM dash RF splash star. Woo! That's doing things! I just deleted the whole thing, didn't I? <laughs> and you can flash forward to Street Fighter VI, got announced by Capcom. There's a teaser trailer. In case you're at all interested in fighting games, I am not, but it got announced. Street Fighter VI, it's happening. And Final Fantasy XIV is happening today on the Tuesdayest Tuesday of ever Tuesdays because it's the February 22nd of 2022. And if you look at what happens on February 22nd of 2222, it's on a Friday. So the only Tuesday where you get all these twos is today. And today is also the day that you can get a free trial of Final Fantasy XIV. It was announced before that Final Fantasy XIV was shutting down because it was too popular as far as like if you could get into it, you couldn't get into it. They recently opened it back up. But today on the Tuesday, Tuesday, you can you can get into Final Fantasy XIV for free in case you want to. And in case you want good game sale practices, 
Valve's bringing it to you, okay? They're introducing some new rules for their Steam store that's going to make it so that if a game publisher increases the price on their game at any point in the last 28 days in any currency, they cannot put the game on sale because they would just be increasing the price to then reduce the price to say it's on sale, which is a crummy business practice that we've seen across a whole slew of different retailers, but games in a marketplace such as Steam are no longer gonna be able to do that. However, this does not count for the initial launch. You can have a launch discount for the game, but you cannot run another discount for another 28 days. And then additionally, this will not apply during Steam-wide seasonal sales like the Lunar New Year sale, summer sale, autumn sale, or winter sale. But Steam continuing to look out for the consumer. I want a Steam Deck so bad. Employee, Mr. Employee, buy me a Steam Deck. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of the way things should be done, Amazon making it so that you can play games on Project Luna from Twitch. This is a feature that Google announced was gonna be a launch feature for Stadia. And we all know how that's going. Google's getting rid of Stadia. They're selling it off to other parts of the business. They never actually rolled it out where it had YouTube functionality. How could the two largest search engines not make this work? I don't get it. Anyways, Amazon bringing it out to Twitch in case you wanna play a game. You see somebody's playing it. You can go then to your Luna account in case you have it connected and play it on Luna. This just makes a whole lot of sense where you could actually enjoy the game that you're watching a streamer play. This is like, this was the play that Google tried to sell us on with Stadia and it made some sense and then they never delivered on it and Amazon is pulling it off. Good job, Amazon. I'm proud of you for just sticking it to Google like that. And the CEO of NVIDIA, Jensen Wong, is not letting anything stick to him, okay? we try, They tried to buy ARM for $40 billion. What are you talking about? No, we didn't, all right? Why would we change any plans when asked what the strategy differentiation would be now that they're not acquiring ARM Jensen says, uh, not really anything because we never finished combining with ARM. So any strategies that would have come from the combination were never talked about. Really? Really, Jensen? You were planning a $40 billion acquisition without planning how it could potentially impact the future of your company and what the groundwork would be that you would hit on day one once you actually combine? None of that happened. None of that's changing. Obviously, this is just a bunch of discussion that he has to say for shareholders to think that he hasn't completely lost the plot. Obviously, it also kind of indicates the fact that they never really needed to acquire ARM. It was just gonna be a monopolistic power play because essentially, if nothing's gonna change, if you didn't get them, maybe you didn't need to acquire them in the first place. And what he said time and time again, since the acquisition has fallen through, is that they're just gonna work together. They're gonna buy the ability to make the chips. They're still gonna use it. Why wouldn't you use it? Why do you have to own them to use them? You don't. Good job, NVIDIA. They also said that they are going to work with things like RISC-V and x86 and ARM, wherever it makes sense inside their GPUs. This is just, I think this is the icing on that story. NVIDIA's not changing anything because it really didn't change their plans. They were still planning on using ARM no matter what. It just would have been good for them to get a stranglehold on the industry to make it so that nobody else could use ARM. That's my hot take of the day. That's your hot news for the day. I'll see you tomorrow.